It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. This is the Fox News Rundown Extra. I'm Lisa Brady. Super Bowl Sunday is finally here. While good fun and food are the focus for many, millions of people also have skin in the game, especially with sports betting now legal in more than 30 states. For some people, though, sports gambling, like gambling in general, can be a problem, a costly and painful one that can have tragic consequences. The American Gaming Association argues a regulated market offers protections for bettors and that the industry is committed to educating consumers about how to bet responsibly. However, not every aspect is regulated. The ads are everywhere and gambling apps make it even easier. But help is out there for anyone ready to take that first step. We spoke with Diana Good, executive director of the Connecticut Council on Problem Gambling, about the dangers and lifelines. We only used part of the conversation and wanted to share the entire interview. Thanks for listening. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the Fox News Rundown weekday podcast. Now here's Diana Good on the Fox News Rundown Extra. So, um, firstly, problem gambling in general. I know it's not just a sports-related problem, um, but how have sports gambling apps impacted gambling addicts? I'm sorry. My phone just went off and I just t- put it to silent. Can you say that again? Absolutely. Um, problem gambling is not just sports-related um, in general, but how have sports gambling apps impacted gambling addicts? So I always start by saying the Connecticut Council on Problem Gambling isn't for or against gambling. We aren't the fun police. We aren't here to tell people how to spend their disposable income. We just want to make sure as gambling becomes easier and more accessible that there are safeguards in place. And certainly sports bets apps have made gambling much more accessible and much easier. So I think that's the biggest danger. One of the things we used to say before everything came online as far as gambling is concerned is if you lived within 40 miles of a casino, the odds doubled that you would become a problem gambler. So now everyone has a casino in their house. Wow. Um, how does someone know they have a problem with gambling, though? What what defines a problem gambler? So one of the th- some of the things are you're spending more than you want to, you're obsessing about gambling, you're chasing your losses, which means even when you lose, you think you need to continue to gamble to win your money back, and that's not how it works. Uh, if you're borrowing money, um, taking out a second mortgage, all of those kinds of things are signs that it may be a problem. One of the things we also did after the legalization of online gambling and sports betting in Connecticut is we launched a website called responsibleplayct.org. And on that website, there are a lot of tips and tricks about how to gamble responsibly so that gambling continues to be fun. Um, There also are a lot of warning signs listed on that website as well. This can often dovetail with other forms of addiction, right? Do they fuel each other or does one type of addiction usually come first? Um, They definitely come hand in hand. We say that often with problem gambling, there is something else that's co-occurring, whether it's alcohol or drugs. 
Um, so we definitely see things going hand in hand. Um, also, one of the things about sports betting is it's kind of a social thing for a lot of people. People will go to their friend's house and watch games, um, go to bars and watch games. And then there's alcohol and then there's potentially marijuana. So all of those things just lead people to potentially gambling more than they wanted to and not really making rational decisions. And I know that certain groups are targeted more than others in the advertisements for this, right? Especially college-aged students. Yeah. What methods are the companies using? Um, so we also legalized marijuana the same time that we legalized sports betting. And some of the things that they're saying through the apps are just sign up for an account and we'll give you a free $50, free $150. That's like a free sample. If the dispensaries were saying, come on down to the dispensary and we'll give you a free sample of marijuana, we'd be freaking out. So the free sample piece we find particularly dangerous. So a lot of these kids think, let me just open an account. It's not my money. I'll just gamble with that. And they gamble with that, they lose that, and then it does become their money that they continue to gamble with. Um, we also hear advertisers saying that it's risk-free, and it's not risk-free. Again, if dispensaries said that marijuana was risk-free, we'd all be freaking out. So I think that's something that we need to pay closer attention to. There are also partnerships between you know, sports media programs and different sports books, even advertising odds before games. How has oh, you, that impacted... You you can't watch ESPN without seeing the odds and having people talk about betting. I mean, it's become very much part of ESPN's culture. Listen to the all-new Brett Bear podcast featuring Common Ground, in-depth talks with lawmakers from opposite sides of the aisle, along with all your Brett Bear favorites like his all-star panel and much more. Available now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. What can government do to rein in you know, aggressive advertising. Is, is there any regulation of that right now? Are there limits? There isn't. Uh, we'd love to see some limits, a lot like what we did with cigarettes and alcohol. But right now, we don't have any limits on advertising. But we'd like to see it. One of the things that they did put in the regulations is that all of the ads for sports betting have to include our helpline number. So that's something that's good. You're talking about just in Connecticut or are you talking about nationwide? I know it's in Connecticut. I'm pretty sure that all the other 33 states that have legalized sports betting have also made sure that that helpline number is part of every ad. Yeah, I, de I definitely remember seeing something about a helpline on on, on various ads um, for all different kinds of, of sports. What about additional limits on the amount that someone can gamble in these mobile apps? Would that help? How much would that help? So again, I'm not the fun police and we tell people to gamble within their means. And that means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Um, some people see this as the way they want to spend their disposable income. And so we don't want to try to control that or try to inhibit that. So the other thing that we tell people is set a budget. Know how much you can lose and try not to go past that. But what I can afford to lose could be very different from what someone else could afford to lose. I can't afford to lose anything. So. Yeah, there, there are some really heartbreaking statistics um, on all of this. Some studies have shown nearly one in five pathological gamblers will attempt suicide. Why is the rate so high? Is there just that extra layer of hopelessness that someone reaches when it comes to losing money? 
Yes. And oftentimes it drags in the entire family. Um, some people trying to win their money back will get a second mortgage. They'll drain their 401k. They'll take their kid's college fund. So that really does impact the family in a very big way. And it's interesting because sometimes when someone reaches out for help with a drug addiction or an alcohol addiction, everybody wants to help them. Their family wants to help them. Everyone's just really psyched about that. But a lot of times with gambling, your family's so upset about what you've done to them that they don't want to help you. So the problem gambler really does feel all alone. We had someone that we used to work with and she was the problem gambler and borrowed money from everybody and just drained her finances and part of her family's finances. And when she finally said she wanted to get help and she wanted to go to a gambler's anonymous meeting, her family wouldn't even lend her $7 for an Uber. What, what resources can people tap into when they do call your helpline? What what kind of help is available? I've always said if you're going to be a problem gambler, you should be a problem gambler in Connecticut because we have great treatment. And our helpline number really is the bridge between the problem gambler and treatment. And you can call that helpline 24 hours a day, seven days a week all year round, or you can go to our website and chat with us. But we've got treatment in Connecticut, not just for the problem gamblers that's free, but also for their family members. So again, this is an addiction that really does impact family members. So if the gambler isn't ready to get help, the family member can still call us and we can get them into treatment and we can coach them about how to protect themselves. I know your helpline is included in all of the gambling ads, what are the other ways that you're reaching uh, people who may have a problem with gambling? So we also have a chat feature on our website, and we reach out to a lot of people that way as well. Wow. Let's give the website again, responsibleplayct.org. That's one of our websites. And then we've got our chat on ccpg.org slash chat. And what's your helpline? 888 888- Diana Good, Executive Director of the Connecticut Council on Problem Gambling. Thanks very much for your time. Thank you. I appreciate this interview. Thank you so much. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. And now, stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen ad-free on Fox News Podcasts Plus on Apple Podcasts. And Prime members can listen to the show ad-free on Amazon Music. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. Hi, everybody. It's Brian Kilmeade. I want you to join me weekdays at 9 a.m. East as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and, of course, what you think. Listen live or get the podcast now at briankilmeadeshow.com. Jason in the House, the Jason Chaffetz Podcast. Dive deeper than the headlines and the party lines as I take on American life, politics, and entertainment. Subscribe now on foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts.